Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. We have a group of women here and out there, you watching live via live stream, that are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God, in the power of God, not just in word only, but in power. And I welcome you to join us. Join your faith with us, just not you. Join your faith, and let's have God minister to us, all right? Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, my heavenly Father, Father, I thank you for your grace. My heavenly Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, I ask for grace on this meeting. For grace on this meeting. And I ask it in your son's name, Jesus. All right. I'm going to begin. We don't have a person that has a testimony today. It just wasn't the will of God. I tried several places and it, it, it just wasn't right. And then I realized God didn't want one today. We are going to start a new series today. We're going to have testimonies later, but not today. We're going to start a series. It has been in my spirit to teach women to teach women about prayer. Now, the Water of Life Christian Training School, we went through a series on prayer. And I believe, I told you a couple weeks ago, that Doyle said to me that he desired, he said, I need some women that can pray. And that was in my heart, because I know there's a group of women here and out there that can pray. You can't walk with Jesus and not pray. Are praying effective? All right, and we're going to begin, and I'm going to begin in, let's begin in John 10, verse 35. Put this down as our foundation. In verse 35, if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. Jesus is the word, and you can't break Jesus. So this is what we base our believe, believing on. This is what we put our faith in. We put our faith in the Word of God. We put our faith on Jesus, who is the Word. And that is a firm foundation. That Word never changes. It says here you can never break it. Good place to put your faith. Good place. You always get the victory. And I want to start with this verse too. It says that all the promises, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians, all the promises of God are yes and amen. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Do you believe that? All the promises, not some, all of the promises are yes and amen. And I believe in Romans it says that we obtain those promises through faith, faith, and patience. Patience. Patience doesn't mean sitting in a rocking chair waiting for it to come. Patience means continuing, continuing believing, continuing in faith, continuing in prayer till we get it. Till we get it. Now, turn with me to James 5. We're going to do some growing up. This is going to be fun. All right, I'm going to begin in verse uh, James, uh, James 5 or 6. It's James 5. I get them mixed up. All right, third, verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And look what that prayer does. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. 
The prayer of faith will save the sick. The prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And look at this prayer. And if he has committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Twofold blessing with a prayer of faith. You not only get healed, you get all the sins that caused the healing forgiven. Or caused the need for healing forgiven. That's what prayer will do. Now, the next verse is what I'm after. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Why? Because the prayer of faith will save the sick. Now, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Look at that again. The word man is not in there. It's after righteous. Somebody stuck man in there. It says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man the righteous, that includes a woman. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Availeth much. The, 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 the um, what is it? The New Revised Standard says the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. Effective. Not just powerful. Ooh, I feel really good. No, it's effective. It works. It works. I don't know about you, but I found when I was first walking in the Spirit, I could get to where I, I could feel the anointing. But my prayers weren't very effective. Good feeling. Not a lot of works. Why? My faith needed to grow. My, I needed to have my faith in the end results, not in a good feeling. You know your faith will work without any feeling? You know your faith can work when you don't feel right, when you don't feel good, when you don't feel anything. Your faith will work. Your prayers can be effective. There was a, um, and for women, like Joel said, I need some women that can pray. I love it. R.W. Shambach shared about a woman. He said she pay, he paid her when he was doing all the tent meetings. He paid this woman to sit by the phone, and he answered their prayer line. She was one of them on the phone. He said, I only hired people that had faith and could get something done. And you know what God did? He paid them. Hear that, ladies? God will reward a woman that'll pray. God will reward a woman that'll pray. Sign up. Because you are enlisted anyway. Did you know you were drafted into this? Do you know the minute you became born again, you were drafted? Do you know you signed up for welfare and you got warfare? You got warfare. I didn't ask for this. I get born again. I get baptized in the Holy Ghost and all hell breaks loose. Welcome to the club. You just got drafted. You are in this and it is a war. It's a war and you can't change that. It is a war. The only thing you can do is pick up your weapons and start the fight. But you know what the neat thing about this war is? You always get the victory if you work. If you war, you will get the victory. Every time you will get the victory. All the promises of God are yes and amen. If you can stay with it long enough, if you can keep it long enough, you will get the victory. Do you hear me? All the promises are yes and amen. They all are. Now, 
Artemis Shambach had this woman answering her phone. Little woman. They had, he said, this woman knew how to pray. She was on the phone one day when there was a terrible accident. And the man was dying on the street, on, in the car. And before the person, and I don't, I don't suggest you do this, before the person dialed 911, they dialed Shambach's prayer line. And they said, this is what we got. This person is in the accident and he's dying. Then they called 911. That woman went to prayer. That woman started praying. By the time the ambulance got there, he was healed. Why? Because a woman knew how to pray. A woman knew how to pray. Lester Summerall tells the story of him when he went with Carter all over the world. He was the evangelist. Carter was the teacher. Carter was teaching everybody all over the world how to work the gifts. Lester Summerall went with him to, to be an evangelist, to preach the gospel, to get people saved. He said when he was in Tibet, he got sick. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was one of those fun ones. Dying sick. He was at the end of their um, caravan on a donkey. And he passed out. He was smart enough to hang on to the donkey. But nobody knew that he had passed out. Nobody knew he had stopped traveling with them. He was at the end of the line. He said he was under a tree. Malaria. That's what he got. He got malaria. There alone under a tree with malaria, trying to stay conscious, passed out. He said later, there was a school teacher in the United States. A school teacher went to prayer and the Holy Ghost got a hold of her and had her intercede for a man that was in Tibet that she didn't know. But, she, but the Holy Spirit got a hold of her and she prayed till that man came to healed. A school teacher, a high school teacher, a high school teacher, a woman. God used a woman and the man, Lester Sumrall, got back on his donkey and joined the group and he lived to be, I think it was 88 or something like that, a woman. You know, this is for you. This is for me. The first time that God used me like that, the first time that God had me inter, um, to intercede, was for someone in my husband's family that was dying. I've shared the story before. He was only about a year old, and he had all sorts of problems. But he ended up in the hospital, and they called the family, and they said, the doctor said he's not going to make it through the night. The mother was distraught. A one-year-old already had issues, but they're going to lose him. They called us. Uh, I remember just sitting there, and the Spirit of God came up in me. And you know what came with that Holy Ghost? The, the, the gift of faith. The gift of faith. Oh, ladies, there is nothing more fun than being in the gift of faith. There is nothing. When you've got that gift of faith working in you, you've got the faith of Jesus working in you. And you will go down to hell and drag the person out if you have to. That's what your faith is. I was like a roaring lion. Never felt that way before. I want, you know what I want after? The spirit of death. I had no fear. I went after that spirit of death 
face to face and said, you can't have him. You can't have him. I'm 1,300 miles from that hospital. 1,300 miles. I'd only been a Christian here at Water of Life a couple of years. You don't have to wait till you walked in this 20 years. I was only here a couple of years. I knew I had it by the hands. I knew I had it. Do you know the next morning they called and they said, you're not going to believe this. They said, you're not going to believe this. A miracle happened in the night. He is coming home. He's coming home. You know, he's still alive today. He's like 35. Still alive. Why? Because God had a vessel. God could get a hold of a vessel. He could get a hold of the vessel. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians 4, 7. You say, I can't do this. You're right. You are absolutely right. This is what you can do. The vessel. Verse 7. Well, let's begin in verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, and that's Jesus, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure. We have this treasure. The power of God, the glory of God, Jesus. We have this treasure in an earthen vessel. An earthen vessel. We can't do it. We have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God. May be of God and not of us. It's not us. It is not you. It is having the vessel God can use. Having a vessel, a body, a heart, a mind that God can use, that he can use, you can change the world on your knees. You can change your family's world on your knees. I've done it. God has used me. What is our, what is our problem? We have the vessel too full of everything else. We have the vessel too full of everything else. You empty out the vessel and there's more room for the Spirit of God. And you say, well, what are you saying? Your flesh, your material world, your fleshly world, your TV, your habits, your hobbies, your wants, get in the way of the Spirit of God using the vessel. If we would put those away, if we would put those aside, if we would put our flesh aside and empty out that vessel so God can use us, you don't have to be standing up here like me. You know, you can even do this in your job. You can, yes, if God's got you in a job, hallelujah, you can work it in your job. I have. I was a school teacher. And don't you ever tell a school teacher they only work half the year. We work day and night if you're a good one. 
day and night. We leave the building at 4, but we stay up till 10 trying to get the work done. That God used me in school. I had a child that had, um, the, what was it, epilepsy. I had a child that had epilepsy. He was out of my room. While he was in my room, he was just fine. He was out of my room, gone to computer class. And he knew what an epileptic seizure felt like. And he saw the screen on the computer. He knew he was gone. He turned to somebody and he said, no, please no. And he went into a seizure, a big one. A, what is it, a, a mal, grand mal. Went into a grand mal. On the floor, kids freaking out. Got the kids out of the way. Got the nurse, the whole bit. They couldn't get him to wake up. They called the ambulance. They could not get him to wake up. You don't want to leave him there for too long. So they finally, they, they, they said, where's his teacher? They had the wrong teacher. She said, I'm not his teacher. They went and finally found me. That was in my classroom. They said, Kathy, we need you. He's, he's on the floor in a seizure. You know what? The minute I walked out of that room, you know what I was saying? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you weren't going to lose him on my day. Not on my time. I walked out there. It was so cool. The Spirit of God. I walked over to him. I mean, he was out of it. You knew he was out of it. He was, on the, he was on the gurney. They were getting ready to take him. I walked over to him. I think his name was Anthony. I cannot remember. I said, Anthony, Anthony, where are you? My spirit was talking to his spirit. Anthony, where are you? He blinked his eyes. And he looked at me. I'm right here, Miss Small. You got the guts? Do you got the fortitude? Do you got the heart to lay down your life and pick up the spirit of God? You know, there is a, a church in, I think it's Massachusetts, that there's a group that meets every morning at 5 a.m. to pray for revival. And you know what? That church went from an empty parking lot to you can't find a parking space. Dole said, I need a group of women that'll pray. Some of you don't have jobs. You can pray. That is a beautiful, wonderful, powerful ministry. It is. That closet of yours can make you a ton of money if you believe. The closet, the prayer closet. Oh, I bring to mind the woman that was in Joplin. You've all heard the video. The, the Joplin tornado, I think it was in 12, 12 or 13. I can't remember. They had, um, they, they had a huge so scale five tornado come through there. I saw the damage. It looked like Hiroshima where that tornado hit. I've never seen anything like it. It got your heart. They, lo they only lost 131 people, I think. I mean, it could have been thousands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But there, there was a group at a, at a um, convenience store convenience store, you know, 7-Eleven, that kind of thing, with the gas station outside, a uh, metal building. And they saw, they heard that the tornado was coming their way. They couldn't run. There was no place to hide. You know what? They were smart enough. They all crammed in the, the cooler where they kept all the beer. I mean, we're talking a group of people. I think there was like 13 or something crammed in this little closet, this little uh, walk-in refrigerator crammed in a refrigerator sitting on the beer. 
and they could hear it coming. It was like a, a very loud train. We've all heard that story. A loud train. And you can hear somebody had their phone running. All the lights are out. There's no electricity. You can't see anything. Somebody's got their phone running, the video running. But you could hear. And you could hear the screams. And you could hear the kids crying. And you could hear the parents worrying. And then you heard one woman. One woman. Little black lady. She said, Father. And then she said, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, that tornado went right over them, right through them, and you could hear it, and you could hear her, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Go look it up on, I'll put it up on YouTube later. You know what? All 13 came out alive. And when you look at the next video about that, you will see that convenience store was totally demolished, totally Except for the cooler, where the beer was, where they were. Do you have the heart to lay down your life for somebody else? Do you have the heart to pick up, to empty your vessel so we can pray? I have seen God use me. In some powerful instances, I have seen God put me in prayer. And I tell you what, when you are in intercessory prayer, you pray. And it is a fight. You feel like there's a war going on. You feel the, the physical fight. You feel it with your heart, with your spirit. But you know what? You win every time if you stay with it. You will win. That's a promise. That is a promise of God. You will win. God put something on your heart. You will win. I don't have the physical ability to do this. You don't need the physical ability. Your strength is Jesus. The spirit of the Lord. Jesus is your strength. He's your strength. You'll be so surprised how strong he can make you in prayer. Oh, it is so fun to go toe to toe with the devil. Oh, it is fun. You know, when I, 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 when, when I was young, I hated my middle name. I did. I, I, I mean, it, it, my middle name was Louise. And I had a cousin whose first name was Louise, and they called her Wheezy. And I remember going, oh, Louise. Ugh. I did not like it. The only time I heard Louise was when my mother was upset. Ever had that? Kathleen Louise Shear, get down here. Oh, bad news. You know what I found out Louise means? It's a, in French, it's a female warrior. I said, I like that. I like that. That is what God has made me. That is what God has made me. Now, turn with me to Ephesians 6. You got the heart? God is looking. God is looking for vessels he can use. God is looking for vessels he can use. Put away your hobbies. Put away all your classes. Put away all your, your brain stimulation. Put it away and get to reading and prayer. Anna, a prophetess, 
You know, that woman never left the temple. She was there day and night. She lived there. She didn't spend her weekends at the mall. You know what I found? When I give my heart and my, when I, my vessel is full of the Spirit of God, the stuff that I need comes to me. I don't have to go to it. God will say, now it's time to go. I'll go and it'll be the, you know, half off sale. Half off sale. Or, you know, the, the, the Egyptian, was it the Hebrews in the wilderness? They said that, uh, you know, their clothes never wore out. You know, I know I've had people comment about the clothes I wore. Do you know that most of my clothes are 10 years old? 10 years old. They still look new. Why? Because I've got the Spirit of God working with me. I've got the Spirit of God working with me. Now, Ephesians 6. I want to begin in verse 10. Finally, my brethren. This is a commandment. And brethren is female too. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong. Put on the whole armor of God. That is a command. For years, I used to think this was a pretty, uh, what would we call it, uh, in poetry, an illusion. Oh, this is a pretty illustration. No, it's a command. I finally got it. This is not poetry in the New Testament. This is not an illustration. This is a command. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You are in warfare. And the minute you got born again and baptized in the Holy Ghost and decided you were going to go with Jesus, you got a big target on you. You got a big target on you. Glory. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your neighbor is not your enemy. Your husband is not your enemy. Your children are not your enemy. What is your enemy? But against principalities that got a hold of your kids. Against powers that got a hold of your family. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. That is your war. If we could see in the spirit, I think it would scare out of us. I think we'd, we, we'd be scared. But we can't see, thank you Jesus, but we can know. We can know. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Principalities that are messing with our jobs, that won't give us the, the uh, promotion we deserve. Principalities. Oh, you think it's your boss? No, it's the devil. Against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. In the heavenlies is where they hang out. So they're between you and God. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. This is how we fight. This is how we fight. This is our equipment. This is our equipment. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. This is our equipment. Like I said the other day and it was the Lord that gave me the the illustration. You know, you can, you can have all the equipment to be a tree climber. You can have all the, all the straps and all the stuff for a mountain climber, but unless you're taught how to use them, they don't mean a whole lot to you. 
And, and unless you're taught and you go try to do it without it, you end up on your face. We have the equipment. This is our equipment. Now, take unto you the whole armor of God. You may be to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. You've got to have the truth. You can't fight like you want to fight without the truth. Oh, God has a lot of grace. Thank you, Jesus. A lot of grace. Like I shared, the first time he used me for intercession, I did not have a total revelation of the gospel. I didn't. But God used me anyway. That's called grace. But the more you've got in you, the stronger you can fight. The stronger you can fight. You must have the truth. The truth. What is the truth? The truth is the gospel. You are not going to do this without the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot do this without the Lord Jesus, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't. That is what you stand in. That is your weapon. The gospel that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again. There is your weapon. And if you've got faith, it's nuclear. It'll go nuke if you've got the faith. That you have to have that girded around your waist. You have to have the truth. That's why we read. You know what the power of God is? It's the manifestation of the word coming out of us. It is the manifestation of the word. What is the word? Jesus died. He was buried and he rose again. He rose again. That word becomes manifest. That word becomes our weapon. You must have the truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness, not your own righteousness, not your self-righteousness, that'll get you in the ditch. The righteousness that is a gift by faith of Jesus. There was a beautiful exchange made on that cross. The righteous Jesus went to the cross. And he exchanged his righteousness for your unrighteousness. And you got his righteousness. It is a gift. And it is yours only by faith. Not by works. By faith. By faith. By faith. What it takes to activate. By faith. Don't cringe at that word. It just means trust. Faith means trust. Trusting what God will do. Trusting in the word of God. Faith is not a scary word if you know it's trust. It's a trust. You know, you can trust when you don't feel anything. Or when you feel the opposite. I've said it and I say it often. I will not consider how I feel. I will not consider the circumstances. I won't. I will only consider what I believe, and I believe the gospel. And it has promised me that that will work. It has promised me by Jehovah himself all the promises of God are yes and amen. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Be ready to preach it to the devil. Oh, I like to preach it to the devil. I like to preach it to my cats. You know, my cats have been healed by me laying hands on them. Why? I got the truth. I got the gospel. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Above all. I mean, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. 
wherein you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. You mean we're being fired at? You mean you haven't figured that out yet? You haven't been fired on by the devil? You're not worth much. You're not walking much. If you haven't been fired on, you're not work, walking much. Start believing and then have that shield of faith because you're going to need it. And take the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation that covers you, that protects you. That salvation protects you. Psalm 91, Jesus protecting us, the angels watching with us, and the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit. You get to use it. You get to use it. And it is fun. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I love it. When you are standing toe-to-toe -to -toe with the devil, it is written. It is written. It is written. You can go eye-to-eye. -eye. You can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the devil when you got your armor on. And you know what? You need to be wearing it all the time. Because you never know what's going to happen when they're going to need you. There may be not time to say, well, give me 10 minutes and let me get in the spirit. There may not be time. We want or we are in the spirit 24-7. So we are ready. So we are ready. I have sat down and started in tongues and immediately the spirit takes me up. I had an instance one day, I, do, I expect someday to find out what it was, but the Spirit of God took me, and I saw in the Spirit an image in front of me. Oh, it was a big, tall image. It was like Goliath. I mean, it was much taller than I was, and it was a nasty-looking Spirit. And he was just standing there, and the more I prayed in tongues, I realized that's what I was fighting. In the Spirit, fighting this big thing. Oh, it was a war. It was a war. Oh, it was so much fun. It is so much fun when you are in the heat of the battle because you know if you stay with it, that thing's going to go. Well, you know what? After about, oh, it's about 45 minutes, I saw in the spirit it tottering. And then I watched it fall backwards. Bang. Yes. Yes. Do you know what it was? No. The spirit of God used me. I expect someday to find out, but you know what? That was so much fun. It is so much fun. You know, I, I had to take, I was, when I was in school, I barely weighed 70 pounds when I was, when I was a junior high. Do you know they made us take wrestling? Do you know I was the 70 pound weakling in, in, in wrestling class? You know how pathetic that was? There was only one girl that was kind of close to me. She was, I think she had me like five pounds, short little thing. You know she beat the mm out of me? She was the only thing I could wrestle. Oh, Lord, how embarrassing. You know what? I don't lose this time. I don't lose in the spirit. I don't lose in the spirit. It doesn't matter how tall you are, how short you are, how thin you are, how fat you are. It doesn't matter. God's looking for the vessel. The vessel. You can change the world with a vessel. Why? You let the power of God. Now it says, and um, say 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. All prayer and supplication in the spirit. Watching thereunto, and that's, you pray, you watch praying. Thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. For all saints. 
and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly. I hope you're praying that for me. That to make known the mystery of the gospel. All kinds of prayer. In the next weeks ahead, we are going to go over all those kinds of prayer. And we are going to become a lean, mean, fighting machine. We can. We can. Oh, what a woman can do in prayer. You know what a woman has at her advantage? A lot of us are mothers. We know how to get down in love and in prayer for a child that needs help. Oh, when I was teaching, we have that kind of heart if you will let God use it. We need to clean out our vessel. We need to put things away. We need to put those things away that are between us and God. You know what? You, you, you take things and, and, and you, you do something for charity. Do you know that it's obedience that brings the blessings, not your charity work? You know, 1 Corinthians 13 says, if I give my body to be burned... And I have not love. If I have not, if I don't walk with God, if I don't follow his commandments, it profits me nothing. Empty the vessel. You can become so much more effective if you will put your things away, pick up that Bible, and start reading it, and start prayer. Start in prayer. Amen? Prayer means to entreat to entreat, but it also means to pour out. To pour out. You know, in Psalm 70, I believe it says, the prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. If you don't even know where to start, start with David's prayers. Psalm chapter 1. The prayers of David, King David, after God's own heart, prayers of David the son of Jesse you can start with the Psalms listen how he prays when you are reading them out loud you are praying them and they will work in you they will work in you amen amen does anybody need prayer I get thanks. Father, I thank you. Father, I get thanks. Father, I thank you. I get thanks. Father, I thank you for a spirit of prayer over these women, over us. Father, I thank you for that spirit of grace. That spirit of grace where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. That that spirit of grace be over us. Father, that spirit of grace be over us. To bring the spirit of prayer, Father, make us. Make us into the vessels you can use. Make us into vessels that you can use. And I ask this in Jesus' name. And I expect it to happen because you gave me the prayer. Amen. Amen. All right.
Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.